All right, Austin, I'm going to even not even put in the uh, intro music for this episode uh, because there's just uh, a lot to talk about here. So why waste uh, 30 seconds of our time? Well, it wouldn't even be it wouldn't even be intro music. It would be like the nuke, you know, emergency alarms going off. (laughs) Every possible siren we should just put on in the intro there. But uh, uh, let's get to it. Eagles fall to 0 2 and 1 on the season as they tie the Cincinnati Bengals 23-23 <laughs> on Sunday afternoon. Um those are words I never thought I'd speak coming into the season, but uh yet here we are the Eagles. Let's let's just be honest here had well, a shot to win the game. Dylan, I don't Go ahead. what were you saying? They did have a shot to win that game. No, I was just going to say what this game was was Carson Wentz's complete transformation like he finally became his final form which was donovan McNabb. because donovan like carson tied the Bengals. yes he did That's back right. in 08 i believe he did so yeah, you know Last now we can we had a tie can, game actually yeah and everybody wanted to you know wants to compare him to donovan oh he can't win you know can't win the big game you know can't win us the super bowl and now he's completed it with a tie to the same exact team. Yeah, and I, I got to say, this uh, three-game stretch is probably up there with uh, the worst of McNabb's three-game stretches during his career because, uh, once again, on Sunday, Carson was just um, – he was better than he was a week ago, but he was right. still horrible yeah. today. Yeah, like there were there were at least times, like you saw he was getting in a rhythm like and things started to look like on time and stuff. Like that Ertz ball that he threw um, to get them in the field goal range or whatever to, I think, what they scored on that. Yep. I think they scored on that drive. Um, that was a perfect ball. It was. It really was. The the little, what, post yep. or the corner route that he threw, that was a perfect ball. That was his ball. best throw all season. Right, and and you saw these flashes, and then you saw, you know, like the interception that he threw that was towards Zach Ertz. Like, that's a terrible ball. And I, you can just tell he's, he has no confidence right now. None. Yeah, he may say he has the most confidence he ever has had, but, I mean, he just... The play, the tape shows what the tape yeah, shows. Yeah, and I mean... I, I, I think he's losing confidence in himself, and I think all Philadelphia is slowly losing confidence in Carson because how do you regress this much in in year five? Is Well, so my question is, is not as, not necessarily is it, you know, is it a, a, the regression, but do you think that ACL tear, act, like, hurt him more than we think or thought? I think it made him... No, I think it hurt part of his game because obviously he hasn't become the rusher he's he was before that. But I mean, he showed that today a little bit. But I mean, he he still showed promise in the years in the two years yeah. after that ACL tear, and then this year he's completely he looks like a bottom tier quarterback. Yeah, and and you know, not all this blame is you know on him. Like for example, Doug's. Doug's game plan was atrocious. It was. You have you like to brag about all these offensive minds, you know, and all this that you have, and that is the most bland offense I've ever seen, especially from this team. And and Ray Dittinger uh, this week made a good point. Um, I was listening to the Eagle Eye podcast, and they had Ray Dittinger, Ruben Frank, and Dave Zangaro had Ray Dittinger on, and at one point. You know, Ray said, and I, this isn't an excuse for Carson at all in any means, but he said, what if, you know, they have so many offensive gurus or alleged gurus in this offense? What if there's too many people talking to Carson, telling him to do, you know, this and that, and one guy tells them to do one thing, and, you know, another guy pulls him aside and says, hey, do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's, I'm not trying to absolve at all Carson from any mistakes he's made. But, like, I think to an extent, Ray Ray might be on to something. I mean, for the sake of the Eagles' hopes this season, you you would hope so. But, I mean, 
this guy. right that i just mean yeah i just mean just you know in general yeah, no, like maybe yeah, definitely he he's overthinking a little bit you know his mechanics are terrible which you know is part of it but maybe you know i do think you know to an extent maybe he's being told so many things he's overanalyzing and and i think that's kind of helping with the regression that he's had it could definitely be a part of it i i wouldn't be surprised if there is a little bit of a mental uh i don't want to say block for him but man a mental struggle going on for him right now mm-hmm. because he just i i don't know how else to explain this regression he's had i mean today he was 29 for 47 for 225 which is a 4.8 average per 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 completion or yeah Granted, he shouldn't be throwing it 47 times, no. especially when the game was tied for half of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he had one touchdown, two interceptions. And I'm sorry, I meant uh, average per attempt was 4.8, not per completion. Sure. Uh, sure. One touchdown, two interceptions. And I mean, both interceptions he threw were. Uh, the one was tipped. The, it was but, tipped, but he threw but it into triple coverage. I was going to say, but. It most likely would have been picked anyway, or at least incomplete. Um, yeah, I like that everyone freaked out on that first interception, and I've I tried to just say, guys, it 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 got tipped. Yep. You know, and especially in like 2016, remember how many of them were off the hands of a receiver and and all that, and picked. Like, I hate faulting um, a quarterback for a tip, like. I don't okay. I don't hate it because to an extent, they are timing your passes. Yes. So that guy knew he, it was going to come out right then and there. But at the same time, he can't do anything about a tip. Like he, once that ball's out of his hand, the ball's out of his hand. Yeah. But like I said, it was go- and like you said, it was going into triple coverage. So. And yeah, and that Ertz one was. I mean, Ertz didn't have a shot at catching that, but you'd like to see Ertz. He's got to smack it. Yeah, you'd like to He's see Ertz try it. to make some type of effort to become the defensive back there and break that pass up. But uh, well, and what's funny is literally earlier today I flipped to red zone and Baker threw this pass well short of Odell, yeah, and that. Odell ran ten yards back and smacked it. It was literally a pick. The guy was. Might as well fair caught it, and Odell came up and smacked it out. And I'm like, that is, that's what you have to do to an, to a point. Yep. And I mean, and I I can't even blame the defense too much. I mean, the defense at times was not good, but they kept Joe Mixon, one of the league's best running backs, to four nine yards and seventeen carries. Granted, that offensive line is terrible. It is terrible. You know, like if you look at what Joe Mixon's done in the last, like, the start of the season, he really hasn't rushed for that many That's yards. True. And I feel bad because he, like, especially because I own him in fantasy. Like, I, it was one of those, you know, every time he got it, I was like, yeah. And then I was like, boo. But um, that offensive line is terrible. And I was getting a little worried because in the beginning of the game, they really weren't getting to Joe. They weren't, they, but as I get in that fourth quarter. Oh, my God. Up, Brandon Graham. Overtime, they, they really came alive. Do you Are you worried at all about uh, Avante? A little bit. Because, I mean, Darius Slay made four fantastic plays. He did. He also and missed an easy interception. Sure. Oh, dude. I. Oh my God. The one. The one right in front of him. But yeah, he did miss that. But when it comes to coverage, like every time it was thrown, he was there. He was was. there, or he broke it up. And but that's the thing is every team knows they don't just don't throw it over there. And I don't know if it's a you know okay Avante's just small and that is the. You know, obviously that's a huge thing because they just had T. Higgins going off, but like it, it's just worrisome for me because he's getting eaten a lot. He is. So my so then hold on real sure. quick. You know, obviously Philadelphia is already entering draft mode. Yeah, I mean, it, we're only in week three. 
And the schedule doesn't help that we're going into draft mode already. Oh, uh, yeah, and uh, just uh, for for uh, shits and giggles, I put a thing out on uh, my Twitter. Eagles fans tank for Lawrence question mark. I got 24 votes back so far, and 66.7% of those votes are uh, yes. Oh, my God. Um, so I was going to say, so so that's I don't six. even know where you start with a, with a draft, like wh- where you aim in the draft, but one of the first picks has to be a corner or a linebacker, right? I mean, if, if they're going, if they, as this team sits right now, this team very much could possibly end up with a top five pick. And if you get one or if you get one or two, I think you have to think about taking Trevor Lawrence. Trevor. Sure. Uh, then out of Oregon, Obviously. there's offensive lineman Payne Sewell. And then to the lesser degree, I'm not as big of a believer in him as I am Lawrence, but there's also a Ohio State quarterback, Justin Fields, who a lot of people think are going to go number two is going to go number two this year. Uh, so I mean, those guys are going to be at the top of your list if you're at the top. And I mean, if the yeah. Eagles land a top five pick, to me that means Carson did not take any steps forward this year, and they need to find the actual quarterback of the future. Well, and then and then you know, let's say even if they're five, like if you're going to sure. say top five, even if they're five, Philadelphia is going to be calling for trade up to number one. Yeah. You know, because it wouldn't I don't think like going from 5 to 1, I don't think would take as much because you're not going outside the top 5. But I mean you would see too if cuz I asked you about Ertz and Wentz. I asked I asked Dylan a couple uh what probably an hour ago. Yeah. I said, "What do you think you get for Wentz or, or and Ertz?" And I'm not talking you package them, even though, I mean, hypothetically you could, but you said you don't even think Wentz would get us a first. No, I think Wentz at this point has little value. I I think he'll get you maybe a third, but I, I don't think he's getting you much more than a low. I mean, here's the thing. Nobody with a low second-round draft pick is going to need a quarterback. So, I mean... But you could, you could, the only team that I could, I could see, like, really giving us something, something for Carson would be Indy, right? You would because hope. Because he'd go back to Frank, because you would go, yeah, exactly. And, and Philip Rivers doesn't look that good, I don't no, think. No, and it comes down to how much hope do they have in Jacob Beeson. Yeah, I think, I think he'd rather have Carson, to be honest. And, uh, well, obviously going to talk more about the game here, but here's the other thing about this is sure. the Eagles are now 0-2-1, and, and despite all that, they're still going to be only a game out of the NFC East. And I know it's only three weeks, but there's, they're still going to be very much in this NFC East pitcher for the foreseeable future. I mean, not if they go 0-5 or 0-6, but... <laughs> Everybody else in this uh, division oh, five sucks. One, What's Dylan. it going to take to win this division? <laughs> five wins. With expanded, Dylan, with expanded playoffs. Uh, I mean, yeah. But, I uh, we, oh, man. I mean, combination of this <laughs> Eagles loss, this Eagles team, the, combined the with the Phillies who. Uh, and the Sixers. And who the Phillies ended their season today, missing the playoffs. All they had to do today was win a game, and they would have made the playoffs. But they give their one of their worst performances all around of the season. Uh, we'll go over that quickly later. But yeah, uh, going back to this going back game. To this game. What I'm really upset with is that you have one of the league's best running backs. I would say a top ten running back. On your team, well, and he's playing. He's pl- he personally is like not even just like going like into like okay, where does he rank? Like going into the season, is he a top ten running back? But when he came back from that hamstring last week, he looked like he wanted the ball thirty times. Yes, yes. Like I wasn't like once I saw a couple runs with him, I was like, okay, he's that hamstring's nothing to him. And again today, he showed it. 
He was at 95 yards. Back-to-back 95 yards. And he stopped giving him the ball. Yep. I mean, over, the, over these two games, he has 38 carries for uh, 190 yards and a touchdown. And then he has seven receptions for um, 48 yards. I mean, so through two games, he has 48, 190. That's what, 238 total yards? I mean, sure, that he could be he could be even giving you more. This dude could be giving you. He's on pace for a thousand. Yeah, I mean, he could be giving you almost a hundred and thirty to hundred and fifty scrimmage, scrimmage yards. yards per game. I mean, and you're not and using you're not him. using him. The Eagles were having so much success run the ball today, and they stopped because. Well, and then at one point they did do it, but then it was Corey Clement and Boston yeah. Scott. I mean, Andy used to do this all the time. He would get so pass happy and not run the ball despite having Westbrook, McCoy. I mean, you have... Crow Buckholder. Yeah. You have your best running back <laughs> since Shady. Shady. I was going to say, it and has to be Shady. he may even be better than Shady in terms of all-around talent. And you're doing nothing with him. Well, and here's what I like. I get. I get. You want to have a balance, like a balance, and like you know, it it got a little run heavy, but it was a good run heavy, and it almost felt like Doug said, "Okay, because I ran it X amount of times, I have to now throw it yep. X amount of times." Like there was that one drive. I think it was two drives in a row. They passed on every down. Yep. And they went three that, and that out. That was after they both, started the both. game, the first however many drives, and uh, Sanders was doing really good. He had like six carries, yeah. 49 yards, and they mm-hmm. stopped running. And the then, ball. yeah. And I was like, I, I said to them, I literally looked at my dad and I said, Where's Miles? Yep. And then you get to overtime, and you were on the 50 yard line. You you then get to you know the the line for the field goal range, and you still try to throw it. You literally try to throw it when all you got to do is give it to Miles up the gut and just eat clock, and he's getting you four yards a carry, five yards a carry. You're gonna be well into Jake Elliott's field goal range, and then all you got to do is spike it real quick. Yeah, I. I, I there was there I, was no reason he shouldn't have had twenty five to thirty carries. No. Uh, I mean, you you brought up Elliot here, and uh, let's let's just go and let's just go to that that play that everybody's gonna have on their mind, maybe for the season, and uh, that is the fine the final not the final Eagles play, but the uh, second to last. No, it was would have been the final play. Eagles are around the fifth. It was around the fifty because it was, was going to be a sixty-four yarder. No, it was going to be a fifty-nine yeah. yarder. Fifty-nine yeah, yarder. Yeah, that's what it was. Matt Pry- Eagles are going to go for it. Matt Pryor, false starts. I mean, it was a really ticky-tacky false start. Even the broadcasters were like, "I don't know how you call that in this situation, this this game, all that." Because I mean, for this this game, what. Very much could have decided the seasons for both these teams. Well, and that's the one thing you can't do. That is literally the no, one thing you can't do. I agree. But uh, but let's go back. The Eagles, what, for one, why did the Eagles run a play there around 19 seconds when they could have just hiked the ball at five seconds or so and then uh, spike the ball stop the clock with three seconds if you miss the only way you're losing is if they return the kick for a touchdown right like I don't understand why they ran a play there so if you if you get the first down there a few extra yards you're gonna then try to rush your field goal kicker on to make a kick at the last second I would much rather spike the ball there give my kicker basically all the time in the world to try to make Mm -hmm. a 59 yarder and win the game. And then Matt Pryor's and then, 
Well, I was going to say just and Doug's comments too about his decision. Yeah, Doug. Yeah, it was. If anyone didn't see what Doug said, Doug was asked about why he chose to punt. And Doug said, well, if we go for it and we don't get it, they get the ball at the 50-yard line, 40-whatever-yard line. If we kick the field goal and we don't get it, they get it at the 40-whatever-yard line. So we didn't want them to score, which to me says I would rather tie than try to win this game. And what does that tell your fan base? I I've never what ha- I've always been What happened to that what happened to that aggressive Doug? I've always been a supporter of Doug even when people have been against him the last few years for the slow starts but I that that annoyed the hell out of me. Like I would rather go for the 64 yarder miss it and lose the game. Because Cincinnati yeah. kicks a field goal, which would have had to be a, probably a 50-yard of their own unless they picked up 20 yards with no exactly. timeouts. And then... Yeah, that's... that's With no timeouts, stopping the ball, like stopping the clock, yeah. getting that kickoff. They, they would have had to pick up probably 5 to 10 yards at least. Quickly clock Stop. the ball. Yeah. And then get on their... Get on Bullock to yeah. try to win the game, and then if you tie, okay, you tied, but you punted, and we haven't seen the aggressive Doug in how long? It feels like forever since since Super Bowl, and it's not necessarily like the aggressive Doug. Like okay, we've seen him go for it on fourth down, but it's the like smart like do it on this drive, go for it, like make a statement. You know, kind of like uh, there have been multiple times, even last year, where he would go for it, and I'm sitting there going, "Dude, why are you going for it?" You know, like didn't last week he go for two? Yep. And everyone said, "Why are you going for two? Yep. It's. Uh, I mean, and I and you know he even said the today was undisciplined and all this, and so I got to ask, are they are these players like? Are they starting to just not care? Really want, yeah, care or want to listen to Doug? I, because this team usually, usually being the last two, three years since twenty seventeen, anytime there was adversity, they rally back from it. Yep. You know, and and this team doesn't seem like they want to or can rally back from it. No, it's Carson. Now I got to give Carson credit. Carson. The final drive to go to overtime was a good drive. Showed he, yeah, he wanted to win that game, and he took off twice and personally got the first down. And that was the only thing that showed me anyone wanted to win that game. Yep. And it was the dude who everyone wants out of town. Yeah, uh, man, it's they. I am more frustrated about this tie than I was about either the last two losses. <laughs> I thought you were about to say the last tie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was gonna say Dylan. I barely remember that tie. We were like the only thing I remember <laughs> about 2008 is the Phillies winning the World Series. Yeah, um, but I'm yeah. I mean, be and and it's because this team. What this showed me today is this team is as bad as the Bengals. This team is as this, bad yeah, as this, any this other is the team bottom, that's at the bottom, bottom. ten. Maybe bottom five team in the league right now. I mean, I don't know. Let's go. Let's ship it. Like, let, let's look at their. <laughs> we we did this before, but let's look at their schedule. They got the 49ers last week. The 49ers are one next of the most. Week. De- next week. Yeah, sorry. Next week. 49ers are one of the most depleted teams in all of football right now, and they still whooped the Giants' ass today, like thirty-nine yeah. to six. Nick Mullins threw what? It was like three hundred yeah. yards too. Their backup quarterback is better than once right now. Thirty six. Sorry, they beat the Giants thirty six nine. I know it's the Giants, but the Eagles aren't much better than the Giants. Um, should be. They should be, but we'll see. <laughs> Steelers in two weeks. 
I mean, where James Conner ha- is all of a sudden playing out of his mind. Big Ben actually doesn't look bad, and that Steelers defense is for real. Yeah, I mean they they held Houston, who I know also off to a bad start this year, to twenty one points. Is uh, Carson Wentz's funeral next week because T.J. Watt is gonna kill him? Two weeks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it could be. It could be. <laughs> so I mean, it's very possible the Eagles are. Oh four and one oh, and f- within two weeks, yep. they got the Ravens, which is going to be a massacre loss. Yes, so at oh five and one, mm-hmm. Giant. So where? So where's the leash? Where is it at the point where you go one of Jim Schwartz, Doug, or Howie, or any of the combination or whatever? I mean, one of them is gone. I feel like it's those are all have chance to give up thirty points. 30 plus points in all three of those games. So maybe that's what maybe I'm saying. Jim. I don't think I think Doug but I think Doug no, is I'm saying have what an endless leash in Philadelphia until it's like he has five straight losing seasons. I don't think so. I think his leash is a lot shorter. I really do because like I said you're not seeing the aggressiveness. The play calling has been atrocious and he is calling the plays. Remember and I, you know what 2016 people were asking for him to not call plays and you know you're seeing what happens so i i think his leash and there was that article you know him and howie and all them were arguing so i i personally think his leash might be shorter than we think um but so if you had to give a week like what game do you think is the game that goes all right one of them's gone um could it be next week? No, I think if they, if they go, if they get to that Giants game, at what would that be? Oh five and one or one four and one, and lose to the Giants. I think, I think that three game stretch of Giants, Cowboys, Giants, uh, could very mm-hmm. well create change in Philadelphia if it doesn't go yeah. well. I mean, though I see the Eagles winning probably three games this year, at least, and I think because I, I think they'll split all three point. divisional games. I can't believe we're at that point, to be honest. But I mean, after that, you, I mean, the Browns very well could be a loss. Seahawks could be ugly. Packers are gonna it could be ugly. Saints can be ugly. Cardinals can be ugly. I mean, the Cardinals are still very much a young team. They're they're playing the. Uh, Lions right now, dude. Yeah, but they're out of their mind. That offense looks ridiculous. That offense has a chance to be very good. Um, Cowboys that uh, split, and you got the Redskins to end the season. But I mean, this can be a Washington football team, team, or this could be a Dylan six. You have to donate to a uh, to a cancer foundation for every time you say the Redskins. Oh my gosh. I did say it again, didn't I? Yes, you did. Washington football team. Um, I mean, the, the only good part about the Eagles sucking is that by uh, Thanksgiving, we're not going to have to care. Uh, oh, my dad already doesn't care. He said, I'm, he said, good thing we don't have to watch next week. I said, Dad, I'm I'm gonna watch next week, and I said it like as my like my voice like slowly losing confidence. Yeah, I mean, I I may stop caring by November first, which is a Sunday night show. I feel like no, Cowboys. no. You, I'm gonna tell you right now. I know exactly when you're gonna lose confidence. You're gonna stop in two weeks when it loses for Steelers. Yes, yes. I because you you were so upset even week one. That you're just gonna get to a point you don't care. Yeah, I agree. Especially if especially if Carson shows no signs of turning this around. Yep. I mean, wow, man, this this team is frustrating yeah. as hell. And and it's not even like it's not like there's one specific thing that you look at and go, you know, if this was better, we would we would we would be okay. We are at a point where it is the quarterback, the play calling, the receivers still look atrocious. You know, like 
JJ Ortega Whiteside was invisible. He was invisible. I was just about to then bring him up. Where, where the hell is JJ Ortega Whiteside? You, you know how many? Oh, he's on the he bench collecting millions of dollars, bro. Dylan, why couldn't we get millions of dollars to just do cardio every I week? I know. Ortega Whiteside, zero <laughs> Tar- targets. Targets. Today. I don't think he had a he target. He had no targets today. Zero targets. Boston Scott had more targets than Ortega Whiteside. Deontay Burnett. No, you need to go deeper. Deontay, Deontay Burnett, Burnett had four targets. Richard Rodgers <laughs> had two targets. John Hightower had three targets. Dallas Goddard, who left this game on the first series... And never returned. Had more targets. Oh, also, uh, Ian Rappaport is saying that uh, Dallas Goddard is likely to miss some time uh, with a leg and with an ankle. I figured. I I figured when they said foot, ankle, I I kind of figured it like he would have came back if it wasn't that serious. I think. Yeah. So I kind of figured it was kind of serious. Um, but it's. As as Jason Kelsey very distinctively said after you know at on the art museum stairs, it's the whole team. It's the whole team. Yeah, it, um, Everything about it. This pass rush we spent millions of dollars on. Millions of dollars on. I mean it did show up at the shows end of the up, game show, today, but. Well no, but that's what I was gonna say is it shows up for a quarter. Yeah, you need to show up earlier. I mean, it's it's still, like the Flyers against the Islanders. You still allowed. There's one period you see the Flyers show up in against the Islanders. There is one quarter you see this defensive line show up. Yep, and I mean you still allowed Joe Burrow to, to go 31 for 44, Jesus. two touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 105. Carson's quarterback mm-hmm. rating was 62.8. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I mean. There was a franchise quarterback on the field today. It was just for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And I, man, I'm trying to think of the last Philadelphia athlete Philadelphia has turned on so quickly. Um, I mean, Claude Giroux, I mean, Claude Giroux they turned on pretty. <laughs> uh, Claude Giroux. And I mean, Claude Giroux does disappear for about a sure. tenth of a. Not even Ted. Probably a third of. They turned on turned on Donovan once he didn't like the second time they went to the playoffs and didn't like after the Super Bowl they turned on him pretty quick. Um, We turned on Ben. I think it's mostly. I think it's mostly. Yeah, it's mostly Eagles players that they turn on really quick. That's true. And but that's because the Eagles own this city, and it's not. I I don't don't even think you can argue it being remotely close. Oh, it's going to be a full meltdown on sports radio tomorrow. Yeah, avoid avoid at all costs. I, I may please. have I may tune in just to hear what <laughs> no, everybody is. No. No, because you know what's going to happen? They're going to say look at the the Bears, they benched Trubisky and Nick Foles came in and won that game. I mean, Nick Foles looked much better than the quarterback the Eagles have today. You're not wrong. However, We've Dylan, you and I have even debated this and just talked about it. Even on, I'm pretty sure on here, I'm I am so just tired of that conversation. I'm tired yeah, of yeah. it, and I'm never gonna hear the end of it because we won that Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, and I know that makes this worse. Is like I've never thought I would hate winning a Super Bowl. But it's the more I hear Nick Foles and Carson Wentz argument. Yeah, it's it makes me hate that Super Bowl. It's getting there, isn't it? And not necessarily like the because that playoff run was the most fun playoff run I've I've been like to me it was more fun than the than the you know Phillies and I know we're getting off I'm getting off topic here it, it was more Good. fun than the Phillies in '08 but. There was just something about that team, dude. No, that that that, that was a destiny. That, yeah, thing. that team was so damn special. And and the thing is, is part of it is there's still quite a bit of that team still here, which well, I think is other, also the problem, other big part portion. Of the problem, but, sure, um, I do think part of the reason that they um that that team was so special was. Look at the turnover differential. Yeah. And and you brought up Darius Slay not not intercepting that one ball, which 
easily was a pick six, I think. Yeah, I mean, I how many turns do the Eagles even have this year? I think they have one fumble recovery. Jesus Christ. Or two. Or two. I don't know if they got two last week or not, but I, I'm 99% sure they have one fumble recovery this year. Uh, I mean... But where are the turnovers? Yeah. Like, where, like us receiving, like, picking stuff off fumble recoveries. I I tried to look up when the last time we we had a pick was, and I couldn't find a game log, but I also didn't look that up. Yeah, but, I'll look it up. But, I mean, outside the 2017 year, the, under Jim Schwartz, the Eagles have never been great at first forcing turnovers. No. They play and they play a very bland defense that everybody knows what they're running. And let's be honest, the, the reason the Eagles won the Super Bowl is right now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Are, well, arguably him and uh, D. Filippo. Yeah, you have to put D. Filippo in there because Carson's mechanics and everything were were fantastic that year. So the Eagles had a, an interception in Week Seventeen last year. Uh, and that was the last time we had a pick. Yeah, so they've gone four games now, if you include the playoff game, without an interception. And then uh, the Giants game. But after that, their last interception is week 13 of last year. So they have one interception in their last one, two, three, four, five, eight games. Exactly. That's terrible. Especially against a rookie quarterback who threw 40-some times. And you played Dwayne Haskins week one. In their last 10 games last year, they had three interceptions. So in their last Mm -hmm. 13 games, they have three interceptions. I don't know. I I really don't. I really don't. The only thing, only positive thing right now besides Miles is Darius Slay. And... I mean, for the most part, I I like focusing on Miles more. I, I agree. You you know who I never want to see a uh, suit up in an Eagles jersey? Nate Herbig. Uh, no, uh, close. <laughs> Matt Pryor. No. Uh, oh, oh, Jason Peters. Jason Peters. I I never want to see Jason Peters. <laughs> he looked the, the, terrible. The dude was getting put through the car wash every damn drive. By Lawson today. It was so bad. Yeah. I mean, he honestly should just retire because he is so washed up at this point. It is not even funny. And not only is he going to get hurt, he's going to get. And I'm, I mean, Carson. as of right now, Carson's still our franchise quarterback, and we got to have some hope in him. But as of right now, you can't risk getting both Carson hurt. And Jason Peters, well, Jason Peters gets hurt. He he got hurt today already, but, I mean, he was horrible today. Yeah, like, it's almost at the point where, like, do you, do you even care if he's on the field? Like, do you really care if Jason Peters is out there? Because he just looks at that. And I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't know if it's because he literally, like, you know, they, think, they signed him, what, like, I think it's a halfway. Thing. The dude's 38. Right. No, no I I just mean right. I just mean like as a whole, no. as a whole, you know, like is part of it because he signed with the Eagles with what like a week left in quote unquote training camp. Yeah. You know, so maybe he's not in the best shape, but I do yeah, I know. I agree that it probably 80, 75%, 80% is an age thing with him. Yeah. Um, in other news, we saw Jalen Hurts today. I'm shocked they didn't have him throw a pass. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little bit too. Like, even just a drop back pass. I mean... He looked faster than I thought, not yeah, gonna lie. Jalen is a fast dude, and I, I look forward to when he gets more playing time see what they could actually do. And, I mean, uh, it's no secret all of Philadelphia was uh, – I don't know about all of Philadelphia, but most of Philadelphia 
wanted Carson benched. All right, yeah. Can I just real quick? This I have. I'm in a group chat with some friends, sure. and they all, I they all were saying Car- take Carson out, and I said Jalen Hurts is the same quarterback. When it comes to you know, obviously when it comes to play style and strengths and whatnot. And someone said we haven't seen him play, and I said, you know, that's that's a fair argument. We have, you know, we haven't seen him play. However, I went on, I typed in Jalen Hurts draft profile, and there was a CBS article. Tell me who this sounds like. Sometimes yes, he dude. leaves a pocket without. No, 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 no. Oh. Player wise, oh. who this sounds like. Sometimes he leaves a pocket without any pressure on him whatsoever, and sometimes he starts running backwards to avoid a sack, only to get sacked for a ton of yards more. Um, the problems with his passing stem, uh, the problems with his passing stem from an elongated over-the-top windup, combined with inconsistent footwork, send passes sailing. There were many throws where he hit the wrong shoulder or threw too high to his targets. He made pr- plenty of predetermined throws and didn't always read the field well. Carson? Exactly. Yeah, let, let's talk that about is Carson's the first, that is the That is the first person I thought of, especially when you say the words inconsistent footwork, sent passes sailing, predetermined targets, and doesn't always read the field well. I agree. That's that's Carson this year. That is exactly what he is this year. The reads Carson is making this year are rookie-like reads. And the only thing, the only thing positive I keep seeing is I'm like, no, he checked it down. Mm-hmm. No, he checked it down. But he's missing guys wide open. Like I'm pretty sure there was one he checked down, and John Hightower was open in the middle of the field. Carson can't hit a guy who's five yards away from him on a f- damn wheel route. <laughs> like, dude, dude, some of those wheel routes made no sense too. Like, he Miles was covered. I think both times he tried to throw a wheel route. Well, no, there was one that he was wide open and he just missed him. Yep. But two of the three that he threw, the guy was on Miles. And I don't know if that's Doug saying throw it here, you know, with pre again predetermined throws. I don't know if you know they're telling Carson just throw it here or what, but yeah, he's not he's not seeing the field. He's really not. No, he is not. And and you saw it last year or last week with uh, Goddard doing that corner route yep. wide open. There are there Carson is he's he's talking in post game about like. We're still gaining chemistry, the young guys. I mean, and talking about how so the young, is every other team in the NFL. Yeah, young guys are, are like uh, gaining confidence stuff. I mean, Car. It seems like the only person Carson really doesn't want to put anything on is himself at this point. Like I know he's out there saying he needs to play better and all, but and I know we don't get to see practice, but. I have a hard time believing you can be this consistently bad when you were so damn good even a year ago at times. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. It really, really is. I don't I and, and he has he has like, you know, and like last week he said I have to be better. Okay, it, I get it. You're owning it. Thanks. Show me. Show me. It's. You know, I can say, yeah, I need to study more. Yeah, I need to study more. And then if I fail the test, I go, oh. You know, like, no, actually study more and I get, I do better on the test. Yeah, I mean, I just, this entire team is so damn frustrating. I'm. I'm ready to give up on them pretty much doing anything this season. I am I just don't think this team has anything that it takes to turn it around. And I think the first thing... You're not even seeing fight. The only guy you're seeing fight again is Miles. Yeah. And and Carson at the end of the game today. Yeah. But I think Carson also knows his ass is on the line. 
Yeah, I mean, like I think he's after, feeling the pressure. And I and, the, mean, and honestly, go ahead. sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was just going to no, say the 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 front office has even shown, you know, his he, he's out the door. Them drafting Jalen Hurts and Carson being playing poorly like this is only incentivizing a, a front office to make a change. At any point do, uh, this year, do you sit once? I Here's my issue. You paid him a four-year, a hundred... And twenty million dollar. That's the other reason you're not going to first round pick for him. What is it? What was it? Two years ago? Yeah. Is that almost two years ago? All right. You paid him that two years ago. You can't. You almost can't bench him because you gave him that much money. Because then you have seventy. I know. I think I saw you owe Carson seventy-seven million dollars if you sit him, or like regardless of if you sit him or not. They're not going to put a guy in who is making one million or whatever or whatever it is five million this year, you know, to uh, and didn't have any training camp. Has never, I guess he technically has had an NFL snap, but he's never like played quarterback yeah. at the NFL level. You can't do it, and that and if you do, that's you thrown in the towel. According to. John Clark, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside had some lower body discomfort during pregame. He was able to play through it, but the Eagles limited snaps him. Yeah, I yeah I I, I mean, I, I, I would ra- I would rather the Eagles pull a Arizona Cardinal move, basically. Just admit <laughs> they got Ortega-Whiteside wrong uh-huh. and cut ties with him. Yeah, someone, sorry, someone took a picture of Doug Peterson's book. You know, it says Doug Peterson, head coach, Philadelphia Eagles with Dan Pompey. It says fearless, and they they photoshopped an asterisk, and under it, under the word fearless, it says except for 64-yard field goals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, we everybody used to call him Big Balls Doug, uh, he had none uh-huh. of that uh, today. And, I mean, the other thing, I don't always love to agree with ESP, but good point here. The Eagles defense allowed six points in the final 40 minutes of the game today. They allowed two first downs in overtime. Not trusting them to keep Cincy from a field goal in the final 15 seconds was the wrong decision. Yeah. But, I mean, we've talked about this game for 45 minutes. There's... A team that can maybe give an argument for the biggest disappointment in Philadelphia this year, um, and that's the Phillies. As I mentioned, I think at the top of the podcast, Phillies lost on Sunday to the Tampa Bay Rays 5 nothing, eliminating them uh, from the playoff race on the last day of the season. All the Phillies had to do in their last eight games of the season basically was go 2-6. and six. They went 1-7 and seven and missed the playoffs. On Sunday, they all they had to do was win because the Brewers lost and the Giants lost. So, yeah, they lost, and they missed the playoffs again after another September collapse. Aaron Nola was horrible again. Uh, his last three starts were all horrible. But I think the biggest takeaways in this game are from the post game, where uh, Bryce Harper answered some questions and he he was direct with one of the answers the other one is he was a little dodgy but you can read between the lines so the first one was he was asked about JT he said JT uh, needs to be our catcher next season playing simple I don't think that should even be a question so I mean if, if you don't sign JT not only are you going to piss off all of Philadelphia you're going to piss off your most important player They're not going to sign him. We're go- unless you know, unless they fire Clentech and the newest GM can convince him. Also, you need John Middleton to you know be on board. That's the other thing. 
Because what if what if Klintak? I know this is a huge what if. What if he did want to resign him, right? And John Middleton said, "I don't want to open my checkbook because we get taxed." Yeah. Is there much he could do, regardless of who the GM is, if the owner says no? I'm. The 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 thing with JT though is they do get Arietta's twenty five million off the books, so they could probably sign JT without stay with by and staying under the cap. That being said, Harper's Harper was asked about Clintac, and he says, "I'm not the owner. I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions." Oh, oh, not exactly a ringing endorsement <laughs> as a. <laughs> As I saw somebody Can you say imagine? on Twitter. <laughs> you imagine someone says that about you? Yeah. It's certainly glad I don't have to make that decision. Something. I mean, I like. <laughs> damn. Uh, I really don't think they're going to sign JT. I really don't. I've lost all confidence, regardless of who the GM is. Yeah, I. It. And you're wasting uh, a rookie of the year performance from Alec Boom, by the way. There, I I think with the the Phillies too. Uh, I mean, there's no reason by this time tomorrow night, which we're recording this at seven o'clock now, that Matt Clintock should be the GM of the Phillies. It'll be a five o'clock thing. If if it happens tomorrow, you know, because everyone gets out of the work, yeah. you know, that whole there that whole Andy McPhail media. has to be fired as well. Yeah, because this team has been unacceptable. Clintac tried to save his job with the bullpen this year. He brought in four guys who couldn't. Listen, a, I'm just saying, yeah. Dylan. I I hate to be this guy. I asked you how Workman was. I I said I said were, he was decent. <laughs> You did, and then he, and I took he your word for it. I, I, <laughs> I took your last word. Last year he was decent. There was one signs this year. Yo, did you see he had a he had a quote and he said, "I'm playing the worst baseball of my career." <laughs> well, no duh. Entire damn ballpark was playing the worst. <laughs> so baseball of real quick then, because you you know you definitely paid a lot more attention to the Phillies than I did. Unfortunately, you know I was yeah. What would you, what would you grade Joe Girardi this year? Uh, probably a B minus or a C. Okay, he wasn't great. He made a lot of, like mm-hmm. he made a lot of decisions I didn't agree with bullpen wise, but at the same time, he didn't have anybody he was, who could get him. Yeah, so. yeah. You you make the decision. Sorry, he, he makes the decision that you want, and he, had he has to. That's all he had. Right. That's what no, but that's what I'm saying. Like you know, he could make a decision. You go, ooh, I wouldn't put that guy in there, but. You know, then you look at his cards and go, "Ooh, I don't know what else you would do. You can't put the same guy in every night." Yeah, I mean, it. They they, they have nobody in that bullpen this year who could who could get uh through clean any more than once a week. And Workman was horrible. Hembry was worse. Uh, Adam Morgan was okay. But the, once again, they just show they don't have what it takes to win down the stretch. Aaron, Aaron Nola, your ace, played that was horrible. that was probably one of the most disappointing things. I and was when when it mattered the most. Him and didn't Zach Wheeler have a bad outing? Yes. Yes. Right. You're the two guys. You the two guys who can't have a bad outing. You know, at that time, have the bad outing. Yeah, exactly. I, I fully agree. I mean, you look at it, and you 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 were coming to this at, towards the end of the season. You're like, okay, at least you know so so and so. One of those things you knew was Aranola is an ace that you can trust for the foreseeable future. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie; these last three games make me wonder: is this gonna be a guy the Phillies can rely upon late? in the seasons and the playoffs if they make the playoffs in future seasons. Because when it came down to it, in the three biggest starts of his career so far, he he choked. 
And that was in a 60-game season. Yeah. I mean, and so, like, he can't even say it was a wear and tear of his season because he only pitched. I almost asked you. I almost asked you if. uh, I almost asked you if you thought it was a wear and tear thing, and then I and then I thought to myself, wait, they only played. They only played uh, what a third of the season. Yeah. And it was. I mean, I just. Aaron was completely disappointed down the stretch here, and while he's not all to blame. He's somebody who has to look himself in the mirror and he has to live with that for and I know he is definitely disappointed. He was disappointed post game from what I read, obviously, but there's a lot of things to fix with the Phillies. One of those things Philly sports in general. Yeah. I mean are the Eagles the most disappointing team in Philadelphia right now? Or is it the Phillies? Yes. No, because I don't know what people expected this year. I really don't. You know, like, it was it was probably 50-50. Like, okay, we make the wild card, you know. With the Eagles, it was more of, yo, we just got Darius Slay. We finally have our corner. Jim Schwartz can put him on whoever the best uh, receiver is. You don't have to worry about that guy anymore. Carson, if he has a bounce-back year, you know, we're, you know, we have Jalen Rager now. He now has a weapon. You know, Miles Sanders is in year two. Uh, you get to see Andre Dillard. So I think there's there's way more with the Eagles, like more hype with the Eagles than there was with the Phillies. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. And uh, I guess to make matters worse here before we get off, uh, when we started this podcast, the uh, Seahawks were dominating the Cowboys. They, Don't you dare tell me. It was 30-15. to 15. It is now 30 30- 28 with 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, Oh, there's time. There's time. There's time for the Seahawks to take back over, or there's time for the Cowboys to win this game. So, ain't that just great? <laughs> it, it doesn't matter because the Eagles aren't going to have a shot to win. No, it does matter. It does matter, okay, because Dallas sucks, okay? It does matter. Well, I may have to go put a bet on Dallas to win this game, make up for the bets I did lose Don't today. Uh, any last thoughts before? We oh, I had a good one. Yeah, I had a good one today. It was uh, the Colin Coward boost on Fox Sports. It was uh, Bills win by three or more. Woo! Got close, but they won by three that, or more. That was a hell of a game, too. That was <laughs> yeah. so back and forth. Um, oh, real quick. Uh, now that Billy Donovan is no longer a candidate, uh, and D and Tony, for some reason, it's his job to lose. How do you feel about that? Um, I hate it. I'm gonna tell you right now. I hate it. I, I have no opinion because I don't think it's gonna matter. I just he he the style fit does not fit the Sixers no. and what they have currently right now. Because what you're gonna have to do is get. I I saw something today that if D'Antoni gets hired, he would want Tobias to play the four. Yeah, I did see that. He's not big enough to play the four. I did see that. That is that is true. And yeah, that, and you need shooters for it. And you need a you need shooters for a D'Antoni. I did see there was a rumor that if he came with the James they Harden, could, yeah, where he got a possible. And I don't want James Harden. Harden. I don't want James Harden. No, I don't think. Why would you I don't think James Harden, Harden gets Eagle? I mean, the Sixers closer to a. Bro, James Harden, James Harden couldn't win with KD and Russell Westbrook. Why would I think he could win with Justin Bede? I agree. I agree. It, the, we are just going to have to accept that the process is over. In the end, is a failure. Yes. Because they got their their best season to win a championship was last year. And, and now Jimmy Butler and might go to the finals. on the luckiest shot of all time. And now Jimmy Butler is might meet LeBron in the finals. Yep. Um, it's 
Remember when there was no sports and we were one, we all wanted sports back? I would yeah. not mind going back to the point where we had no sports. Oh, good note. Uh, Chelsea came back from a 3-0 uh, deficit yesterday, and they tied. Well, that... Granted, it was West Brom, but, I mean, coming back from being down 3-0. It's good for you, Chelsea pretty fans. Good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At that point, I'll take it. I'll take a draw. But I, I, I think um, we should that's ended there. Yeah, I was gonna say that's all I got. Final comments. No, then that's all I got. Today, today was a cluster, you know. Yeah, it, it was, it was bad. And we get all to right. do it all again in the, next week. Yeah, on Sunday <laughs> Go night birds. football. <laughs> Is it really on Sunday yeah. night football? Gee, oh God! In can they flex it can, this early in the season? I, can I they was, flex I, it? I was joking, gonna code tweet somebody today and be like, uh. <laughs> Can they uh, flex a game in week four? Dude, they might. They actually if they can might. find a way to do it, I think they might. Because I mean, what you you got a depleted 49ers team, so no real. Yeah, but you're getting Jimmy G. No, apparently Jimmy G might play next week, and Debo Samuel should be back. And same with Kittle. All right. Well, I guess we'll <laughs> there see. goes depleted 49ers. Yeah, uh, to play the 49ers and the Eagles, who are maybe a bottom They're five just team. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we'll see. Well, okay, no, they won't flex it because they just have Miami and Jacksonville on Thursday night. That's true. All right. All right. Well, let's end it there. Thank you for listening, everybody. And we'll be back at it uh, hopefully sometime midweek uh, to, I guess, preview week four. And maybe if, hopefully I was gonna say, if not – Sure, and if not, it definitely Eagles post game. Definitely an Eagles post game episode. Maybe we'll do a recap. Uh, but thanks for listening, everybody, and have a good week.